0: The Girl Talk, Inc. podcast inspires middle and high school girls to learn about, to embrace, and to live every day in their leadership lifestyle. Welcome back. We're your hosts, Pace
1: and Melissa. Hey leaders, before we hop in, I wanted to let you know that at times we mention the cards that share about us. Now, some of this is video format for our chapters, so we want to let you know that all of the cards that explain who we are and a little bit about ourselves will be on our blog post, and that will be linked below. So anytime we say that, make sure just to go check that out there. Thanks, guys. Let's get into it.
0: Hey, guys. Thank you so much for joining us back for this race roundtable conversation. I am back with JJ and back with Case. Um, And if you haven't seen our last video where we kind of created the space to have a conversation about race Then I would refer back to that video so you can get to know us a little bit better Um, But today we're going to be talking about racism um, the constructs in which that it is how it's harmful um, And how it functions in our own individual lives Um, so the first thing that we're going to be talking about is how is racism harmful and I think for me, racism has always been super insidious. Um, And what I mean by that is it's just very um, sneaky in the way that it snuck up on me in life. Um, I was never ready for it. I was never, never did I think that it was, you know, in some spaces, I can tell when I'm going to be hit with racism, um, which is unfortunate, but I can usually walk into a space and be aware of Um, how I'm going to be perceived uh, based on the way that people project themselves to be to me initially. Um, So I think that in most spaces, I've experienced racism, I did not realize I was experiencing it until it was the moment was gone, Um, which is what I mean by it's very insidious in the way that it has worked in my own life. Um, For a little bit more context, I grew up in rural North Georgia. My high school was on a cow pasture, um, and I loved it up there. Um, I didn't really complain about anything growing up, but I did experience a lot of um, discrimination and racism based on the environment that I grew up in. Um, And so racism has been harmful in my life because it made me less confident in who I am. Um, And I think what I want to highlight on how harmful racism is, is that um, racism has a way of sneaking up on you and knocking on your door, even when you lock it, even when you have a security system. And what I mean by that is my security system was my family. Never not once did my mother not call me beautiful. Never not once did my father not tell me that I was a leader. But I did go back to school where I was waiting to be affirmed those things, um, what my parents had been telling me at home. And I would have teachers who didn't quite believe that or didn't quite see it in me. Um, and if you are going to school, which is basically performance-based, and the people who are supposed to be affirming that aren't affirming it for you, then it's you're not really going to take it seriously by the people who love you. Um, so for me, racism was harmful um, because it didn't allow me to affirm who I was. Even when the most important people in my life were telling me that it was true, um, racism was harmful because it Basically, like, cast a shadow over everything that I knew was true, and I started to function within life as if that I was the things that people were speaking over me, um, and I think that's the most harmful um, thing that I've experienced when it comes to racism is that it never gave me the space to truly be myself, um, and so that kind of leads me into my next question. Um, I've always wondered what people believe, people like me, like, like what do you guys think I felt in that moment? Um, So like, how do you believe people who experience racism feel? Like I've always wondered if, um, JJ, if you think that I am the tough cookie because I'm a black woman and I can handle it. Um, Or if you've ever been like, wow, I really pity the fact that she's had to experience that. Um, And so Pace, what do you believe people who experience racism feel when they experience it?
1: Yeah. I think that it would feel like an anxiety attack, that it would feel like like you can't be who you are and you just feel so overwhelmed and you can't change the color of your skin or anything like that. And so I almost, whenever I experience anxiety attack, I almost feel like I'm out of body. Like, like why am I feeling this way? And so oftentimes I think that maybe how you feel and how JJ feels it's almost out of body. Like, why am I being treated this way? And why isn't she being treated this way? Yet we are both women. And yet we're just different races. And that's what I think it would feel like is just a complete, utter anxiety attack constantly, because you don't know when it's going to hit. And you don't know if you walk into this restaurant, what they're going to say, or like wherever you are. And that's not, that's not how I feel when I walk into a restaurant. I don't I don't have that fear, but it breaks my heart. And I know I keep saying that, but it truly breaks my heart that y'all have to experience that. Um, so that's honestly how I, would ex- how I would think it would feel, out of body almost.
2: I th- Peace, I agree with you. The disconnection um, is really real. Like what Melissa was saying, um, how, you know you're experiencing this one experience at home and your parents are validating your amazingness, but then when you go into the public space, you're no longer recognized for it. And you know as a South Asian person in terms of like what's going on with the black community, like I like black people aren't safe anywhere, not within their own homes, not on the streets, not in schools, not like nowhere you know and to not have any place where you can be safe, that is constant anxiety to live in that like constant space where you are afraid and fearful i can relate to that in parts that um you know as someone who has experienced sexual violence um i do experience that trauma of never feeling safe anywhere and i constantly feel anxious and i feel like someone's gonna harm me at any point within my own room bedroom with when i walk in the streets when i'm at school wherever i am I feel that right so um, I just feel like if you're black and you're a woman you're like that's elevated to another level right Um, so I I think you know racism is harmful because like what Melissa you said you can't be your full authentic self Um, and if I can't be my full self then I'm not really being who I am at all right Um, and that really hurts because you know, each of us have something so amazing to bring uh, to each other's lives. And if I can't even show you what that is, then um, I don't know, it it just feels like there's no purpose.
1: Right. And it just feels like, does it feel like you're just being defeated constantly? Yeah.
2: Yeah. And you're not being seen, right? Like you you don't see me. Like it, it just feels like I'm invisible. If you're not even recognizing me for all the aspects of who I am.
1: And that's, I think, what yeah. I'm it's like, the outer body experience is, like, that you're not even, like, there, or that people aren't really truly seeing you for you. Um.
0: Yeah. Um, and you kind of touched on this, JJ, um, in your response just now. But the next question is, why is it important to stand up to racism? And I want you to talk about that in uh, briefly in the realm of social advocacy, but also um, what inspired you to stand up against racism? Um,
2: I just wanna first note that even though race itself is not real, like it was made up as a category, the impacts of race are very real, right? Um, And race matters because whatever, a person's racial location is in society, it impacts the outcomes, uh, the opportunities we face, the um, experiences we have, our own identity, right? Uh, And I think that it's important to stand up to racism because nobody should feel like they are inferior, and they are, they feel like they're inferior because they are treated like they're inferior, right? I don't want to say this is just a feeling that we have. No, it is very real because we're actually treated like we're inferior inferior in society. Um, and so it's really important that we stand up to racism because we want to eventually liberate ourselves and liberate the people around us um, from these oppressive systems, right? And each of our Each of our liberations are tied to one another like my liberation is tied to pace it's tied to melissa and so none we can't all move forward until all of us move forward um and that's part of uh tackling racism and this is also what inspired me to get involved in like speaking out about racism it's because i was so tired of being like feeling ashamed of myself and who i am like It wasn't until very recently, like a very like superficial example is like my hair. My hair's always, I used to straighten it all the time. I've never let it be curly and my curls got really damaged as a result, right? Only for like the past like six months, I've let my hair just like be curly, but that even like on a small level impacts how I feel about myself, right? Um, And so if you can imagine if that such a small thing like my hair impacts me imagine all the other things that i experience or that other racialized black indigenous people experience on a daily basis um and so you know we have to stand to racism because we as humans should love each other i mean like love is so central standing up social justice is about love and it's about nurturing love and um recognizing that we have different privileges right like um Although I'm not white, I am still South Asian, so I have more privilege than black uh, people do. So how am I going to use my privilege also to speak against the racism uh, that black people face or uh, indigenous people face? I think um, these are conversations for us to think about and how can we be allies um, towards other identities?
0: I feel like you said it you said all of it. Um, Thank you, JJ. That was perfect. Um, I, I really like specifically the part that you said uh, social justice is love um, because I think that a lot of people forget the different ways in which that we express love um, and I think that a lot of times um, aggressive love can be uh, perceived as violence uh, perceived as dangerous um, and what I mean by aggressive love is like when I did something wrong my dad still loved me, but he definitely disciplined me, which you could take as an aggressive form of love. Um, and of course, I could have sat there and been like, My father is being violent against me. Um, but really, he was trying to love me in a difficult way. Um, and recognizing that it was difficult for him to discipline me as it was for me to swallow that discipline. Um, and I think that if we started looking at social justice as love, the way that you described it, and remember the many forms in which that love takes in our own individual lives, then we would s- maybe we would start to see the value um, that social justice serves. It is unfortunate that we even need social justice as you pointed to um, earlier, is that a lot of these constructs were created in order to divide us and to divvy out privilege to a certain group of people. Um, But I feel like that awareness provides us with a certain level of security that I don't think that I had before I knew that. Mm -hmm. Um, And understanding that social justice does serve as love. So thank you so much for that tidbit. I really, really love it. And I can't wait for our talk about social justice. Um, But Before we get to our talk about social justice, um, we're going to talk about microaggressions in a very short clip. Um, And I'm very excited to talk about this because I think that this is one of the uh, number one things that I've experienced in my own life is microaggressions. Um, And I think that it's a really, really valuable conversation. Um, So thank you, JJ. Thank you, Pace. I'm so excited for us to um, continue chatting about this. So thank you guys again for joining me today and we will see you guys next time. Bye guys.
1: If you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more about Girl Talk, follow us on social media at Girl Talk Inc. And check out our website at mygirltalk.org.